Welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today is my co-host, Mark Salcedo, managing editor and writer at ScreenGeek.com. What's up? Not much. Not much? Yeah. Por qué? You know, I've been down a few paths today. Hmm. You know, some good ones, some bad ones. Mm-hmm. You know what they say about that? What, what do they say? Two trips to Walmart, you'll be back. <laughs> Wait, let me think about that. Two trips to Walmart and I'll be back? Mm-hmm. Where'd you get that from? Where's that line from? From Kate. Oh. <laughs> I'm like. Remember she. T- no, I know, I know. Like, because normally you pick something from like our, our geriatric cinematic. I'm like, when did they say that and run a little run? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Walmart hitting up Germany and shit. I think they do have Walmart in Germany. Oh, I don't doubt that. Walmart's worldwide, yo. Or what I like to call. Well, in England, it's Saxco, I think. Or what I like to call uh, Wally World. Uh-huh. Yes. The mart where they sell walls. They're, they're faulty because they have holes in them. Yeah, they're called doors. See? <laughs> they're not full walls. <laughs> to contain all of the Walmartians. Like, the what? You've never heard of them Walmart. What's it? Say it again? Walmartians. What the fuck is that? People of Walmart. They call them Wal Martians. Yeah, Wal Martians. I've never heard that. I've only heard people of Walmart, and it's always like a visual, like some like overweight person with like shorts that they shouldn't be wearing, and like a bra for a top. You describe me. Nah, you're good. <laughs> you're good. You, you you at least have some class. You walk in there like your shit don't stink, mm-hmm. rightfully so, because Walmart's trash. <laughs> fucking hate walmart (laughs) you can find us on facebook (laughs) twitter and instagram at the real appeal to ease and real and you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com if you could please review us on itunes and then we'll get noticed and our segments this week are the news our recent review of kate variety time peppermint flirt (laughs) like you said that flirt flirt Mm. Um, our geriatric cinematic is Run Lola Run, which came out in 1998. And uh, Mark, what's our topic? That motherfucking clock. <laughs> I know, not very creative, but you know what? Still proud. It's fine. It's all bangers. That's because this whole episode is mostly about Captain Hook. <laughs> and how. You know, I don't like that movie. And you don't like Hook. Yeah, I don't like Hook. But you know what? The way you said motherfucking clock, mm-hmm. I think you <laughs> uh-huh. are like Doctor Who, right? Okay. Where you're you're going back in time mm-hmm. and you revert into Hook. Okay, let's go with that. What was Hook's name? Hook, right? Captain Hook, right? Captain Didn't Hook. he have like a first name? Like Theodore or some shit like that? No one knows or cares. See, that's that's why he's so mad, because nobody knows or cares. No, he's just mad at the fucking alligator that <laughs> ate his fucking arm. It's his hand. Get your shit right. Same thing. No? Okay. <laughs> so what we got in the news? 
uh, Narcos Mexico is going to end with season t- uh, three at Netflix. There is a final ten episode season. Mm. It's coming out November 5th. Yes! Narcos Day! Narcos Day! Narcos Day! Narcos Day! If anything, I'm glad they decided to end it because that show's been going on for a while and it's like, all right, let's like end this now before it becomes like a fucking joke. Yeah, like The Walking Dead. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Co creator Carlo Bernard. Um, he's been the executive producer since the Gaumont production launched in 2015. Um, he took over the showrunner reigns for season three. Former star Wagner Mora, who brought back his portrayal of Pablo Escobar with previous Narcos Mexico cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, he is going to be one of the three directors um, for this season, along with um, Baez, uh, Alejandra Marquez Abella, Luis Ortega, and Ahmad Escalante. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to evolve along Narcos Mexico timeline. There are going to be a few new faces, um, along with the returning cast led by Scoot McNary's starring DEA agent. Um, and it's going to pick up in Mexico after Diego Luna's exit, which he played uh, Feliz Gallardo. You know what's funny? Like, I like Scoot McNary. I really enjoy seeing him in almost anything. I feel like he was underutilized in Narcos Mexico. He probably was. Yeah, even though this, even though Diego Luna's character was, like, spot on. I know. You know but I was like, <laughs> I, still, I still want him more Scoot McNary. So maybe they'll, like, they'll give him more. Maybe. More well, he's not going to be narrating mm, this okay. time. Um, it's going to have a female narr- narrator in newcomer Luisa Rubino who joins as a young, idealistic, and ambitious journalist whose mission to expose corruption brings her an even bigger story than she anticipated. Okay. Um, So it's set in the 90s when the globalization of the drug business ignites. And um, it's going to look at the war that breaks out after uh, Felice's arrest. Mm. So the official synopsis reads, as newly independent cartels struggle to survive political upheaval and and escalating violence, a new generation of Mexican kingpins emerge. But in this war, truth is the first casualty, and every arrest, murder, and takedown only pushes real uh, victory further away. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna have a journalistic uh, POV this time around. That's that's pretty interesting. I'm down for that because I remember during like the late '80s and '90s. Uh, like that's where like the news really started getting into involved with like the the war on drugs and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can also say like what happened in the '80s during like the cocaine movement in Miami, but that was like kind of like oh not, not Miami, Florida. It was that, localized. Yeah, that was more localized. This is more on a national scale, so I can see like why now it's like all right, we're gonna like have the POV from like a journalist angle and stuff like that i'm really excited when actors who were on a show become like directors or oh yeah 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 i think they did that with the walking dead too yeah what's his name uh what's the cast name the one who played um rick rick grimes Mm. andrew lincoln i think is his name Mm -hmm. i think he like directed a few episodes i mean that's that's a normal thing that happens like there's an actor or actress that's been in the show for a while they're like oh let me get in the the director's chair and see what's up and sometimes it blossoms sometimes it's like "Mm, we're just experimenting yeah so that's it um okay so a hellraiser remake is coming why 
money. <laughs> so it's another one of those where you're like, we didn't ask for this. Yeah, that's the thing. Hellraiser. Okay, so what happened was um, Jacob Hill over at Slash Film had a inter- did an interview with uh, David Goyer, um, and David Goyer revealed that we're shooting uh, we're shooting as we speak. We're about two thirds of the way through it, and it's going to be pretty neat. In referring to that, help that this movie is now being shot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Goyer goes on to say that David Bruckner is definitely sticking to the true mythology, but also reinventing some of it. I think it's going to be a beautiful and terrifying thing. So I, you were paraphrasing on that last sentence. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, beautiful and yeah, beautiful and terrifying. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful and terrifying. You said, I think it's going to be a beautiful and terrifying thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be terrifying thing. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just had to pick on you. <laughs> damn, just uppercutting me fuck i'm good at it yeah um so okay i i okay so i am mildly interested in this um reasons because i grew up watching the hellraiser movies uh first second and the third one the first one was really good second one was not too bad it was actually a bit of more of an expansion the third one was like all right you're kind of like you're already starting to like run on fumes on this shit right Mm -hmm. and there's been like a number of sequels i think they're like I think this is like a total of like six sequels or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the later ones, they have just been direct to DVD. Mm. Like just so atrocious looking and shit. Like they even did one like maybe about five years ago. It wasn't the original actor who played Pinhead. Um, it was like some other dude, but it looked like Pinhead had been, you know, kind of been hitting those donuts a little too hard. <laughs> um, so like I'm, I'm very curious about if it's going to be a remake and it's and it's David Goyer who's working behind it um like I said I'm interested let me see who is this cast name uh Bruckner let me see what this dude's done I want to see his password because David Goyer like he's he's a he's a good screenwriter he's been screenwriting for years like decades in Hollywood so he's a David Goyer or David Bruckner uh I think I believe it's David Goyer uh yeah it's David, yeah David S. Goyer okay oh yeah so there's so the two Daves <laughs> the two Daves are working <laughs> together uh okay so David Bruckner he's done work on mm, okay his work's not too bad he did uh his first feature film was VHS he did the Amateur Night I can't remember which story that was uh he's done the Ritual sorry the Ritual. Which I dug. I liked that movie. That movie was actually pretty decent. I heard Nighthouse had people had high hopes for it, but that movie kind of bombed. Like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't as good as people thought it was going to be. But David Goyer, like he's good. At, like I said, he's good as a scriptwriter. He's all right as a director, but he tends to work really well with directors that like get him. Mm. So like it. So it might it might turn out for the best. Uh, but like I said, we'll just have to see. Like I said, it's a remake. Um, if you do a remake of Hellraiser, it's got to be straight up like hard R. Like yeah. hard R. Yeah. That is Hellraiser. It, I mean, it's in the title. Hellraiser. It's Mostly gr- I just think about all the needles coming out of his face. Oh, you mean all the pins? Mm-hmm. Because you know the pinheads? Yeah. Because he's pinhead. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Hey, we accept you. We accept you. That's a remote story. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, I'm mildly interested. I'll just, of course, I have to like see a trailer. For some reason, I think like, 
I'm not. I don't have high hopes because the way how horror films are now, they're so like tied to like jump scares and shit like that. Yeah. Um. You know, not like you know, not like fucking this year's Candyman, which is like, no. oh, that was a, <laughs> such a great film. Um. But we'll, you know, let's have to wait and see. That's why I didn't choose that other movie for next week. Oh, the uh, what's it? Malignant or some shit yeah. like that. Because I didn't. It looked kind of good, but mm-hmm. also kind of not. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. We're like you know, if you guys haven't read what's on what's up for next week, we're gonna tell you at the end of the show. But yeah, one of the choices was to do that James Wan latest film, *Malignant*. Um, all I've heard is that the ending is just bonkers. I don't hear about like, oh, the film's great. It does this. It does this. No, all I heard is like the ending is just bonkers, mm-hmm. and like that's it. <laughs> And <laughs> I'm glad actually Kelsey like decided to like go against how I was kind of leaning towards I that. I know because James Wan, and I'm like it'll probably be at least interesting. Yeah, James Wan, he's like a good, he's a good horror director. Um, but like the other choice Kelsey went with, I totally with it, yeah. totally with it. All right, so what we got next? Now we are going to do our recent review of Kate. Jesus, Kate, what happened to you? I missed. I think I was poisoned before the hit. V, who was the target? The grand honcho of the Yakuza. How much time do I have? 14 hours, maybe 15. Kate, it's gonna be okay. You won't get any more questions from me after today. I'm Kate. Who poisoned me? I only followed us. Who was orders? How do I get to him? He doesn't surface ever. Somebody knows. I need to find the people that did this to me. I won't make it an hour without my help. I can help you get them. They're gonna know I was here. Who? Everyone. Mark also likes to call this movie Kate Plus Eight. And then <laughs> sing. You know, he did a whole thing right now. Yeah. You should do it again. Kate Plus Eight. I don't. Sorry, folks. <laughs> the synopsis is a female assassin has 24 hours to get vengeance on her murderer before she dies. Directed by Cedric Nicholas Troyan. It's written by Umer Alim. It stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Woody Harrelson, Miku Patricia Martineau, um, Tadanobu Asano, and June Kun- uh, Kunimura. Whenever I think of the word vengeance, or see the word vengeance, my brain goes, Vengeance! <laughs> like, just automatically. I don't know why. I don't know why. But anyway, what did you think of this movie, Kelsey? <laughs> it feels like if Atomic Blonde and Gunpowder Milkshake had a baby. Okay. Like, it took all the best uh, okay. parts of both. Okay. And left all the bullshit I didn't like behind. Ah, okay, all right. Merged it into this film that I 
really enjoyed. Oh, uh, okay. All right, all right, all right. You know what? Okay, I'm going to say this thing I always say when it comes to, like, watching a movie with you. That, like, there are times where, like, I watch you while watching the movie so I can get a, a feel of how you how you're feeling about this movie mm-hmm. a, or a particular movie and the times I don't get, I'm like, well, fuck, I don't know how to like, how to interpret that. <laughs> now I've officially have learned that if I can't feel it, then I, it must be a good thing. <laughs> if I can't read it. For, if you can't read it. Yeah. I think, and I think I've told you this before, if mm-hmm. I'm really into a movie, I'm paying so much attention that mm. I really don't even notice that I'm watching it with anybody. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm I mean? I'm not there in the room. You don't notice <laughs> Like, I feel like I I was so mm-hmm. into this movie mm-hmm. that I wasn't reacting to it. I was, like, absorbing it into my brain. Okay. Okay. I, myself, I wasn't into it as much as you as you were. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on for your, like, throwing judgment on me. I am. Mm. So, I wasn't as into it as you are. I did enjoy it. Okay. But I, this is, this is, this is. And I think it's because um, I still got some of that uh, gunpowder milkshake like stank on me. Because oh. um, I'm not gonna lie, like I was like hesitant for us to like review this because I was like, oh, we already kind of like did a movie where like a girl's like a badass killing people and left like a sour taste in my mouth. Like we had high hopes for like that film. I don't mm, like my my expert my expectation was low because mm-hmm. I thought it's not gonna be that good. Um, I did. I also only had moderate expectations for this. Yeah, and I, I did hear like before Netflix had picked this movie up that it was, it was uh, like during the like uh, uh, filming circuit, like the was a uh, festival circuit that mm-hmm. people were like, oh yeah, it's a good movie, it's really great, blah blah blah. But you know that, you know, opinions are different. And shit. Yeah. Um, but I like I said, I did enjoy it. I I really did enjoy it. Um, this movie does what like you know I, I, okay I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to compare it to gunpowder milkshake too much but i have to in this case this one has a lot of like style but without like trying so fucking hard that's why it. i feel like it, it had a baby with atomic blonde yeah yeah because atomic blonde also had a lot of style yeah and it also had that hard edge the mm. way this movie does mm-hmm. uh the way that kate does mm-hmm. um while still having some of the like neon and like um, visual, yeah, the visual ad and a little bit of like the vibrant colors, but didn't like mm-hmm. oversaturate you with like all those vibrant vibrant colors and stuff like that. Yeah, like well, from Gun Powder Milkshake. Yeah, which is funny. Which it like because this movie's based in Japan, it should totally like be like oh neon lights all the time and shit mm-hmm. like because that's it. But like this movie does like a like hard like. It's almost gritty. Yeah, like a gritty kind of like blue or like gray kind of scale kind of thing. Color, like color scheme on the mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, but it, it doesn't like take so much. It doesn't it doesn't do it so much that it's just like, oh, everything looks similar. Like there still is a lot of like, like, I want to say like substance with like the characters. And even like the action, even the action looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks I feel like it looks way better, like, choreographed um, than Gunpowder Milkshake, where, like, it was, like, kind of, like, silly and, like, wonky and stuff mm-hmm. like that. This one was more harder, like, re- more realistic and stuff like that. Even though some of, like, some of the stuff is a little, 
out there, but not too out there. We're just like, come on, like really? Yeah. You know, there's like no, there's like no ragdoll kind of like uh, bodies being thrown around and stuff like that. Right. Um, so, what did you think of like? What did you think of the direction? I thought the direction was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the the director got the story across the right way, made mm. sure everything looked consistent. Um, I also like how the story was told because there are a few things that happen that don't really seem like, like it's not written how other people would write it. Mm-hmm. Um, like there is a, like a gay character mm-hmm. and that person's not wimpy. Oh, that gay character is fucking badass. Exactly. So I, that gay, I was like, oh, shit. I know. I was like, oh, he's not going to do anything. Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> All right. So check this. Okay. Check this out. So the person behind uh, the writer, uh, Umar Elmi, I think that's, it, that's how you pronounce it. Alim. Alim. Writer behind Extraction. Oh. So that makes sense, too. Okay. Because it's kind of like that dynamic of like... Uh, hard-nosed kind of like killer mercenary something like that has to like protect like this young person which is kind of like insane did i thing. watch that one yeah that's the one with chris hemsworth remember they had that really great oh, fucking yeah. like chase scene yeah. that we were just like what the fuck was that you know and that one was kind of gritty too yeah and the this is what kind of shocks me the director is the dude behind uh snow white <laughs> no i'm sorry the hunt the huntsman winter's war the second Snow White movie, the one that had... Uh, I didn't watch that one. I, I didn't either, but because I, I looked at it, I was like, this movie looks so dumb, right? Apparently, that dude directed that. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. okay. Gotta start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, with the direction, I, I think the direction is pretty dope. They they do some really cool... Uh, the dude actually does some really great shots. Like, there's this... Uh, there's not, like, a bunch of a spoiler or anything. You've seen it in the trailer, but, like, there's, like, this uh, chase scene that happens mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie. That's really fucking great. It like televises like the action that that you're gonna be seeing. It's like not, it's not like crazy fast paced, but it's like oh, this is like thrilling. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like realistic. Like it's oh. not like crank, which you could kind of compare this movie to that one in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it it's more realistic than crank. Yeah, where crank was like like Nickelodeon Taylor, like those like wackadoo crazy like oh fast paced crazy like wild shit. This kind of like does that, but like kind of like throttles it a little bit. So you're mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Let me like at least absorb what the fuck I'm watching instead of being like overstimulated by just like ridiculousness and shit like that. Right. Um, the acting, I would have to say, is like, what's the homegirl's name? Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winston. She just keeps like fucking killing it. Like, I thought she was like great in this movie. She, this is the first time I've seen her where I'm like, she has Charlize Theron bones, like, in her acting. Oh, okay. Like, like I could compare her to her. First of all, Charlize Theron was in Atomic Blonde. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, I feel like Mary Elizabeth Winstead is usually, she's, I mean, she's been in a few different things where it's like, she's not always in the same thing, the same type of character all the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever seen her in such a serious role where, like, she would have to really pull off, like, a badass character, like, the way, almost like you would think a male would. 
And that's what Charlize, I think, is really known for, too. Yeah, yeah. Where people take her seriously, not, you know, not seeing her as a woman, but seeing her as a badass. Yeah, yeah. Like, Mary Mary Elizabeth Winston, she's done, like, these kind of, like, badass characters. Like, she did, like, uh, she she played, like, the Huntress in Birds of Prey. Um, But there was, like, a little bit of, like... There wasn't that much of her in it, either. Yeah, it wasn't that much of her in it. um, But you still got a sense of, like, okay, she has, like, the... The... um, the fittings of like being like of this like badass character mm-hmm. and i'm not and I'm, and I'm not the only one who thought this um there is an alpha she wears and the way how she carries herself i was like holy shit is that fucking ellen ripley oh yeah i I'm remember just, mm-hmm. yeah I'm, and i was well, about to bring that up too yeah and i, I like i hit up i hit up frank uh my editor and i was just like yo dude like if they do if they ever do I highly uh, that's this is one of the movies they'd never remake, which is the first Alien movie. But I thought like if they ever do like an Alien where it's like her daughter, mm-hmm. like I'm like all right, that's totally her. She can totally knock out that knock out that role. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I'm not. I don't think I'm the only one because I as soon as I typed it in my phone, I was like, oh shit! Like there are other people who are seeing this too, and it's <laughs> yeah. like from this movie yeah. as well. So she like. So yeah, she's like come out. She like she comes out as like a really badass character, and like she actually like she does. She's not just like trying to always be a badass. She's also carrying like a lot of like baggage and stuff like that that works really well, but it's not mm-hmm. overwhelming. Right. Where like she has a moment where she's like, oh, I'm just like crying. Just like, all right. Like, no, she's like, she has like a perfect balance with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that bodes well with her, uh, with the with the actress uh, Miku Patricia Martino, I think. Martino. Martino. Um, I kind of wish, like, they had a bit more, like, I guess to say more of a rapport, like, earlier. Like, I, I kind of wish, like, they were hanging out sooner in the movie. Like, I would have liked to see them more, like, together uh, throughout the I feel like they, they spent a lot of time together. Really? See, that's the, I didn't think it was enough. I felt like the way that they had it where she didn't know her, but she mm-hmm. saw her from afar and then runs into her later... Mm-hmm. And then spends a lot of time with her is fine. Mm, okay. Because, uh, you know, she's there from the beginning. It's like, what story is there? Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like in Gunpowder, Gunpowder Milkshake where mm-hmm. there's that little girl to me. Like, she's there mm-hmm. almost from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it, and I kind of, I liked her, but I kind of got too much of the little girl. Like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, okay, I'm over it. Let's. I gotcha. Yeah. Um. But I, I will say that uh, the 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 character Annie, I did like her character because her character was fucking this disgusting, like <laughs> and not disgusting, and like ew, like she's just nasty and gross. She reminds me of teenagers that I just want to punch in the face. I'm just like, oh god, I would hit you if you were an adult. <laughs> and I think that just shows she did a great job. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm just like. Well, like she, she thought she knew everything mm-hmm. and like <laughs> and not like an annoying like olivia kind of way like that the that pig cartoon mm-hmm. like olivia not like that annoying way but a very like angsty a very angsty kind of way yeah but you can like actually, realistic kind of way yeah but you can also be like i can see why she's like that you yeah. know and i don't i don't want to spoil it but like we'll get into it later but it's like i can see why she's like that but still i want to <laughs> knock her head off there was one part that she did something that made me roll my eyes <laughs> is it like when she got in her face mm-hmm. okay yeah. <laughs> you're talking yeah same thing i was like, Ugh. <laughs> like i'm surprised you didn't punch her right there <laughs> 
For some reason, it made me think of land. Oh, don't. Oh, my God. Don't put that curse upon me, Ricky Bobby. That's already there. No, no. I don't I don't want to picture my daughter doing that because that's always like. <laughs> that's why I'm going to give her that look like you need to get away from me. Like right now. <laughs> I don't think you're ever going to be in the situation that the main character was in. That's the thing. The character. <laughs> no. Well, like. Or what do you think? She's going to. You're going to get like shit face one day and then Leia's going to be like. Hey, let's do this. And be like, no, 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 because that's assuming like, oh, I hit my kids or something like that, which is not it. But every every parent has like that point of just like, if you breathe wrong, I will end your life. <laughs> and I don't ever want to get like that with my daughter. <laughs> I'm talking about when they were in the car. Oh, I thought you were talking about when she was sitting down and like she did the she did the, the thing in in her face. Yeah. Oh no no not that no not that. No, in the car. I'm talking about something. Oh, different. you were talking about like two completely different things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying not to spoil it. You I know? know, I know, I know. Right? Okay. All right. Well, so with that, with that being said, you want to get into the spoiler section? Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, we're gonna get into the spoiler section and talk about uh, Kate. I almost forgot the name of the movie. <laughs> I know it's only one word. It's a four-letter word. Fuck no, joking. <laughs> um, so yeah, so for those who uh, don't don't want to be spoiled, here's your spoiler bumper right about now. So, what I was referring to <laughs> is the scene where Annie gets in, in Kate's face, puts her middle fingers in her mouth, and, like, a stream of drool comes out, and she's like, fuck you. Oh. And right there, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> that was pretty gross. But I was also kind of like, damn, she's fucking cool. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was talking about when they were in the back seat of the car. Uh, and um and kate is like falling asleep yeah like and she's <laughs> you could tell she's like starting to really feel the effects of the poison yeah and um annie takes a picture like it's selfies selfie. with her with like the peace sign yeah i'm like <laughs> i'm like that's leia right there yeah that yeah, fuck yeah that's that's, that's definitely her that's my daughter that's definitely <laughs> my daughter um so uh so uh, so the first action set piece, which I thought was fucking great, was the car chase scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I one, I like how <laughs> I actually like how that car looked. It had like the neon lights like around and shit like inside that. of it. Like, yeah. how could you see anything at night? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and there's there's this one thing that happens in the movie that I thought was so funny because it was like it was it was becoming so. It, the movie can be self aware at times, but not like in a in a blatant kind of like stupid kind of way. It can just be like, all right, this is kind of ridiculous, but like. This is still like a serious movie. Um, it's the part where Kate's driving the car mm-hmm. and like there's like some K-pop music like on the radio. And oh, she's like yeah. trying to turn around. She's like, what the fuck? You know, but the K-pop music is like the backdrop music. Like yeah. while she's chasing away. Like in the car, it sounds tinny. And then outside of the car, it sounds m- with more bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> I like that little self-aware moment. Um, 
And like just like the visuals of her like driving through the city and stuff like that. Like it's it's like completely like CGI, but it's like mm-hmm. legit CGI, right? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And there's this great, great, great shot where like the car flips and then the camera like drops, swoops into the car while it's like sliding, and then as it slides, it's almost like the ca- the car the camera jumped out of the window mm-hmm. right at the moment the car was like spinning so it was mm-hmm. like this gr- really great like smooth transition yeah that i was just like oh that's a great shot i really like that shot i mean <laughs> i really like that the main character was about to die and that's the thing <laughs> that's like the thing it's, it's like it's it's not it, it, it's doing this thing where i will say like the the most the most egregious example of this is the later Die Hard films mm-hmm. where in the first Die Hard film, John McClane is like getting like glass in his feet, getting his ass kicked. Like he's like limping along, barely like surviving. Right. Mm-hmm. But in the later films, it's like rat dog physics where he's just getting thrown left and right. And he's like, Ugh, dust himself off and everything like that. Right. Yeah. Where in Kate, Kate is getting her ass kicked. She's getting caught up. She's mm-hmm. getting like stabbed. And her skin's starting to melt off. Yeah, exactly. And you're just like, holy shit. And it's, it's not like she, like, dusts herself off and keeps going. She's, like, like limping along the way. Mm-hmm. And, and she everything. has to keep taking those uppers. Yeah. And, um, which leads into, like, I think I think this might be my favorite action scene, but it's, this, it's the part where they're in the, uh, the restaurant mm. and how she just, like, shanking the shit out of a lot of people <laughs> do you remember what i said what did you say i made a, a reference to john cena well you're gonna have to remind me and um the oh suit. yeah yeah well, well like can, can you can you can you say it again or yeah i was like she puts um i, I always forget if his name is peacekeeper oh, or uh, peacemaker peacemaker she puts peacemaker to shame oh with the accent with the like that yeah, but he didn't have the axe. Are you talking about her? No, no. She, no, he had the axe where he, he had that he, mini axe. No, he had a knife. No, he had an axe. It was like a little mini axe. Oh, oh it was a mini axe. I remember uh, it was a mini axe. I thought it was a knife. He was just like, doo, 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 doo. No, but no. But you know what? Same thing. Same thing. Still works itself out. <laughs> she did it better. Yeah, like... That, like, he did it funny, and she mm-hmm. did it like... She gives no fucks. Yeah, that's the thing. She makes, like, she makes these, like, these thought, like... Because, um, like, the fight, like... The fight choreography is like it's realistic because like you f- like I said you feel every punch every blow and everything because like um, you know a lot of like not a lot of directors but there's there are many directors that will like you can't really see the punches landing like they don't mm-hmm. just let the camera sit and this movie lets the camera sit so you can just like see every blow every stab but it like brings a, it brings another level of realistic nature because like anybody who gets into a fight like that you're not just stabbing one like ah, ah, you know you're like <laughs> like you're going but to town on that you shit. could tell that she was a trained killer because mm-hmm. every blow of that knife mm. had a purpose oh yeah like it it definitely landed almost every single time where she intended it to which was going to be a lethal blow yeah and and i will i will even go further and say that if it wasn't a lethal blow, she was like, I'm taking advantage as much as I can. Like this, because if I stab him like enough times in the armpit, that's going to like slow him down at least a little bit. Yeah. So I can go like for the neck or shit like that. Right. Um, which like, like I said, that, that, that fight, that whole fight, it was like fucking great. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, so what, did, what else, uh, what do you have to say about the action? Because I feel like I've been talking a whole lot. <laughs> um, I thought the action was really great. Mm-hmm. There was more than one action scene where I felt like 
she was able to shine. Mm-hmm. So you talked about the restaurant, which is like, I think probably the number one. Mm-hmm. But she also had that fight scene in the apartment with um, Renji and his gay lover. Oh, yeah, Renji's not gay lover. Re- not Renji, but Renji's but his, gay but his, lover. His yeah. boyfriend, yeah. Um, Which, kudos to this movie. That they were like, they were like, that's his boyfriend. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It, it wasn't like, oh, oh, no, that's gross or anything like that. They're like, yeah, he's got a boyfriend. What? And what? <laughs> yeah, but also they didn't write him like fucking weak. Oh, I know, right? He was very effeminate. Mm hmm. Which there's nothing wrong with that because also he wasn't a little fucking pussy. Like not every gay person is a pussy. Just the same as like not every straight person's a fucking badass. Yeah, like. yeah. And he doesn't like and th- and this and this dude, um he d- he wasn't like big or burly or anything like that. Like obviously this dude dangerous. He just he, could fight. Yeah, he looks like some he like like uh body wise, he looked like somebody that like, okay, I, I can like go against this guy. But the fact that like he was like essentially like kicking the shit out of kate and it wasn't until like annie like pulled out her pulled out a gun to like distract him long enough Mm -hmm. to like maybe like kate to try to like get him in a certain position or some shit like that actually it was like annie the one who was who got the who got the jump on him by cracking his head open yeah exactly um so the film is really great but i do have one little error with it okay the character is uh his, his name is Mievi played as he played uh Tujima. That's the that's the boyfriend. Mm. I think so. Yeah. Okay, sorry, go on. I had one issue with it. Okay, what was what was that issue? Woody Harrison's character Varric. Mm-hmm. It's like they always have that same character in every movie. Uh well how do, how do you mean? Well, okay, if you think about Gunpowder Milkshake, mm-hmm. who was oh. the person who originally got uh, one against her mother? Oh, Paul Giamatti's character? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. And so, like, Paul Giamatti's character and Ver- like, and, uh, Woody Harrelson's character mm-hmm. are the same. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, like, they're like the father figure slash handler kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's like, oh yeah, we're all about family, and then and then like, oh no, we're actually about money. Yeah, like that, yeah, I get you. Yeah, like that. That is it, it works, mm-hmm. but it's just a little too played out for me. Yeah, I give you're saying um, because it is, um, his, like Woody Harrison's like whole like heel turn thing is. You can kind of see it like a mile away, mm. um, especially like when he makes a phone call, like "Oh, I'll come and get you." You're just like, mm, "All right, you're you're gonna be the bad guy," yeah. like that kind of thing. <laughs> um, I I did like how uh, Kate thought that like uh, who's the actor? Uh, I think it's like June Kumumua. Um, how you thought that. Like he was the like because they because they, they tried they they really did try hard to kind of give you this whole distracting kind of thing like, and like oh, paint him as the villain as the villain and everything and even though like you know you like I he, mean he, he is um what's that word the, the brother no the mafia yakuza yeah okay he is oh, yakuza yeah the head of the yakuza yeah um, but he's not the villain. Yeah, yeah. So like you can you can still kind of tell like all right, well he, clearly he's not going to be the villain, so it's going to be like Woody Harrison and then like another, another cat, probably like the right hand man. Well, that was already televised when like R- the Ringy character was t- 
told the uh, Shinzu character, like, oh, yeah, like, take out the, like this dude's bloodline. Mm-hmm. So you already got it kind of revealed, like, all right, he's going to be the bad guy. Um, but I do like how um, the, it's Kijima. The Kijima character is talking to Kate and, like, they have, like, this level of, like, balance, like, going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he, like, doesn't, he didn't even, like, hate her for, like, what she did. For, mm-hmm. like, killing his brother. He was just like, you're just a higher gun. I don't fucking hate you for this. Yeah. You know? And, like, there's, like, that moment of, like, of, like, all right. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm He's a- like, oh, you're, um, I thought you were uh, a killer without honor. And she's like, not tonight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which, like, of course, like, leads into, like, that big-ass gun battle. I, so with that gun battle, I one of the reasons I really enjoyed that gun battle is because even though, like, Kate was, like, in the center, she wasn't, like, the main focus. Because she was barely able to, like, keep up. Mm-hmm. So that's the so that's where we got a moment of, like, a lot of, like, these uh, Japanese actors, or these Asian actors, mm-hmm. just like, okay, cool, we're just going to be badass. Yeah, and like, just, like, we have swords, we have guns. Yeah, so it, like, it takes a moment away from, like, the Kate character and just mm-hmm. being like, oh, yeah, there's, like, some inner turmoil going on, like, within this family. Mm-hmm. There's also that. So let's kind of, like kind of the show that for like mm-hmm. a little bit which i thought was really great right um try to think what else what else what else what else also oh one of the okay so one of the things i really liked about this movie mm-hmm. is when it it ended with her dying right uh-huh that's it yeah like no epilogue no ambiguity. Exactly. She died. She closed her eyes. Died. Credit. Which is like, yes, that's <laughs> fucking realistic. Dead. Why? Why would we continue the story any further? Within. Mm-hmm. Why even? Put, I mean, like, you could put like the granddaughter in the same. You could. But I'm glad they didn't because the story is called. It's called Kate. Mm-hmm. It's her. She's dead. Kate is no more. Therefore, why are we going to continue this with Now it's anything? just plus eight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, which, so do you have any thoughts on the, on the ending? That's it. I liked it. <laughs> you liked it? <laughs> yes. I like that she died. <laughs> you know me. I li- yeah. It's kind of like a happy ending, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, like, how, how so? How so? How's it a happy ending? Um, Kate kind of redeemed herself. She, in the end, kind of was the person she wanted to be mm-hmm. she didn't she didn't want to be a killer yeah she was just good at it and that's all she knew um and she died and she wasn't afraid of dying she just wanted her vengeance mm-hmm. and she wanted to protect that girl yeah she wanted she wanted to do at least some one thing like one noble. Good, yeah good thing before she died yeah and um also, Ani and her grandfather, Kijima, um, mm. they reunited. And you can tell, like, they're going to stick together. Yeah, that is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like, better. That, like, he accepts her even though she's half American. Yeah. And that she he probably will train her to be, like, take over. Well, yeah, that or he might even, like, he might even, like, uh, retire retire and then might not, he might not even like want her to get to get into that life because he was even showing remorse about how he felt that he like let her down because he didn't he wasn't there when her father died 
So he might even, I mean, but like I said, we don't know. And I like the fact that we don't know, but he might even like try to get her out of that lifestyle. Like you're going to go mm-hmm. to school, you're going to become a lawyer, business person, whatever, you know? Yeah. But I like the fact that we just don't know because that's how the, fu- that's how life is. You die. That's it. We don't fucking know what happens. Mm-hmm. Like that's the end of it. Um, so, uh, oh, so I, I, I wanted to kind of talk about like the dynamic between her. Uh, between Kate and Annie, mm-hmm. um, there's this really, there's that really great moment where she like blows up on her, um, talking about like you think you fucking know this and blah 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 blah, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like Kate was like yelling at herself, mm-hmm. like you thought you can get out, you thought this would have been perfect or whatever, but no, like this is the life that you're like in, yeah. Like there is no happy end. Like she's almost like coming to terms, like there's no fucking happy ending with this shit. Yeah, you like know? she had a dream Mm. less than a day ago and it's gone yeah like that was the first thing to die yeah exactly exactly and uh oh fuck i was gonna say holy shit oh okay and also i mean this i feel like this goes without saying but i have to say it anyway Mm. there was no fucking like miracle cure or anything like that like Like it was the bad polonium yeah like they're like oh yeah it was polonium 210 you you'll be fine like we'll get you the internet no it was polonium 204 yeah the oh one, shit yeah the one that putin uses to take out you know <laughs> take out his adversaries and shit like that um so yeah like this this i think like there's i, I not none, none is coming uh, coming to me off the top of my head or anything but like this movie was like bold enough like i said to just be like there's a story here's a person here's bodies here's a like it's interesting yeah and here's like inner turmoil within this family mm-hmm. and here's a character redeeming herself and then like boom that's it there's like no room for like, no room for a sequel at all because <laughs> characters that unless like they did a sequel it's called annie but then like why why would you do that <laughs> you know and then she would go to an orphanage and wear a dress mm-hmm. and like you know, she, sing she, with her butler about the sun coming oh out. Oh my god! Tomorrow, <sighs> singing about the hard knock life. Uh huh. <sighs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Are we done? Is there, is there anything else? Did I logistics you? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, that, that fucking Willy Wonka thing—that was like the most horrifying moment of my podcasting life and i don't know if i'm still of the mind that i could get you to see my point like i st- every time you bring it up i'm like but think about it no i don't want to <laughs> let me live in that fantasy no no you th- have all kinds of other fantasies yeah let me li- let me have that one too <laughs> i don't i don't i don't want to live in a world kate even though you know something looks pretty no you want to be in any yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Is there anything else? No. All right, so what we got next? Next, we're going to do our variety time. So I named this one Peppermint Flirt for a reason. I have to tell you about my trip to the races at Del Mar. Horse races, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Go on. Go. Okay. All right. I'm here. I'm here for this. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I know. That's an inside joke. I'm not. I. I. Because like, like, he can't go. Yeah. It's like it's like employees only, right? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> like but when a, I when I invite you to the Christmas party, you're like, no, it's too many white people. Yeah, too many white people. 
I want free money at these horse races. <laughs> okay. But you won't put up with the white people, so. If there's money involved, <laughs> I'll do it. Um, so every year, hmm. except for last year and the year before. Um, why the year? Why not the year before? It? I, I thought you went the year before. Oh yeah, it was the year before we did go. It was the two. Was last year we didn't do Christmas or mm. the year before that. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So every year, except for last year, mm. um, the not my company, but the people that I work with, mm-hmm. like the ones that make the most money, mm-hmm. they like to take us to the horse races Mm -hmm. like at the whole team the whole industrial team and it's Mm -hmm. growing every year Mm -hmm. and like the company actually we have a fund where the company will actually pay for this fuck right i want i want to work there i tried to tell you but i did i i and i did i i got a phone call from somebody i can't remember who it was and they kind of gave me like an interview and you can tell like they were just not gonna hire me i think you already had it in your head and they read it from you no, 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 no. I was, like, trying to be very convincing, you know? I was trying to sell myself. Just mm. finances just ain't my thing. <laughs> it's not... Most of it's not finances. Mm. Anyway. So, we go every year. Mm. And if me and my counterparts... Because mm. there's only two of me in the office okay. to support. You mean, like, like, like an, uh, another employee that does, like... My job. Your job. Okay. Um... To support like twelve brokers, yeah, yeah. Um, they'll put us up in a hotel room mm-hmm. for the night mm-hmm. so that when we go to the races, we can drink mm-hmm. and not have to drive home. So can I next time? Can I just walk in with like an employee like tag? But like, hi, my name is Mark. <laughs> I work. I, I'm the custodian. <laughs> <laughs> the custodians that aren't, aren't on our payroll. They don't know that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go on, go on. So, um, all right. So we showed up. Mm. I tried checking into the hotel. They didn't have a room for me yet. Whatever. We get to the the races, mm. and the thing that always happens happened. We always drink uh-huh. when we're fucking hungry because it's already one o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon and we haven't had lunch yet. Yeah. And that's gonna so, and that alcohol is gonna sit well in your stomach. Exactly. So yeah. I was already like I had. One, I think it was like Cadillac Margarita or some shit. Mm-hmm. I was already really happy. Okay. After one, because I was so hungry. Fuck. <laughs> you okay. Know, like the alcohol made me like really fucking happy. Like I was like, yeah, this is great. We're all here. Mm-hmm. Um. So it comes time to bid on the races. Like we always get some money from the brokers. Uh, Mike wasn't there. Otherwise, I probably would have got more. Mm-hmm. Because he couldn't make it, and Sharon couldn't make it. Ow. Your your other co-workers. Mm. Well, they're the brokers. Okay. Um, which is the first time that Mike's never been there. Okay. Um, so, do you know what's in a Cadillac Margarita? No. So, it's Grand uh, Monier. Uh, looks like Contraire, lime juice, and tequila. But it's the best quality or age kind of tequila mm. so that's uh, that's probably one probably the empty stomach and two you got the good shit <laughs> exactly <laughs> um and it was pretty smooth like mm. like i had one and i was like oh this isn't bad at all like, <laughs> i could drink these yeah see you're like this isn't bad at all if i drink i'd be like oh this is bad <laughs> like uh, well you don't like tequila no 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 like like 
oh no, this is this is this is only gonna turn bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean by that. But yeah, I'm not a fan. I, I'm not a fan of tequila. I used to drink it in my high school years and in some of my young young adult. And the 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 sheer smell of it makes me gag now. Mm. That's because it was your go to for a while, and you just you can't have it now because it makes you sick. Mm-hmm. Just the thought of it. Yeah. Okay. So. So they give us money mm. to bet, and I lose money on the first race, and I lose money on the second race. Like I don't, and I don't make big bets. Yeah, what I was doing was like five dollars for, for. There's different ways to bet. There's like an exacta box, which I still have no fucking idea what that is. But you could do win place or show, so you could pick a number and say number eight is either going to get first, second, or third place, mm. or you could say eight. Is going to get first place. Three is going to get second place. Four is going to get third place. You know, Mm -hmm. like, and try to, like, I guess, kind of, I think that's what the exacta box is. Okay, so an exacta box, an exacta box, sorry, exacta box box bet. Um, From from what I'm seeing from Google, it says what you do is that you select the first and second horse in the correct order, but by boxing your selections, the two horses can't finish in any order. Oh, okay. Okay, so go on. Um... So, I will do one place or show $5, which is $15, mm-hmm. because you're basically betting $5 on three horses. Okay. And, mind you, I think I got like six fifty from it's, these guys. Fuck, okay. So, like, like I bet kind of small, and I know Mac was like, you need to bet big at least once. Yeah, yeah. And I did not do that. And then there were times where I just didn't bet. Okay. And then, but there was one time, because mm-hmm. we started doing this thing, like the very first race mm-hmm. I lost, but Cody won, and that horse that he bet on, he mm-hmm. bet on it because of its name. What was that horse's name? Velvet Slippers. <laughs> because he was wearing- Horse names are so fucking ridiculous. They are. Well, what, okay, was this, was this before that one bet that you made and lost? Yeah. The one that you texted me about? Yeah. What was the name of that horse? It was named um, On the Mark. On the Mark. Mm-hmm. She bet on a horse called On the Mark. My name is Mark. And she lost. Never bet on a loser named Mark. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> All right. So anyways, Velvet Slippers won. Mm-hmm. Cody was wearing velvet, like velvet slippers. He was you literally know, wearing velvet slippers. <laughs> they're, they're called, they were loafers. Oh, okay. You know, but the richy rich kinds where they don't uh, wear okay. any fucking socks, you know? I can never do that. Because my, my feet sweat. I can never fucking, anyway. Sorry. Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, like in years past, I think we had one. Mm. I wasn't. It was before my time at the company, but there was a race, like a, mm. a like a, when they went one year, where they kept betting on these horses that had names of the people that were there at the race. Okay. Or like they bet on one called Senator Bob. And there was a Senator Bob there. No, there was. Well, Mike's dad's name is Bob. Oh, okay. Mike, you're, you're one of the brokers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then there was another one. It was called... I forget, I forget what it was, but it was like Pete. Something Pete. Okay. And I have a Pete. Like, there was a Peter. Okay. Um, so, this, so, what about this race in particular? So, this race in particular... Mm. Um, so, I, of course, I lost on the one that I was, like, on the mark. But mm. when I saw one that was called Peppermint Flirt... <laughs> And I got really fucking excited because 
like you have a thing about nicknames for people. Yeah, I like I always have nicknames for uh, like my friends, the people I hang around with uh, very often, or like family members. Like I have a friend, um, uh, my friend Damien. I call him Doogie. I just call him Doogie. I don't know why. I just call him Doogie. Um, I have another friend. Um, I just call him by his last name because his name is, his last name is Barbosa. It's something about it, like the name just sticks with me. There's like another cat that I kind of know, but like we all call him Pinky. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> and one of uh, one of my nicknames for for Kelsey, especially like when we first used to hang out, I, I used to call it Peppermint Patty. Mm-hmm. And then you shortened it to Pepper. Yeah. So then I didn't like the Patty part. Why not? It makes me think of cow pies. Wait, what? Cow pies? You know, like a patty, like... Oh, okay. An amber? But they're also patties, like... Like (laughs) cow cow pies, cow patties. Yeah, but they call them cow pies. You're essentially saying a hamburger, right? No, poop. Oh, (laughs) I'm so sorry. I didn't know that at all. (laughs) What's your... What's your... Okay, since since I revealed Kelsey's... So, what but if, you shortened order? it to pepper. Yeah, to pepper. Okay, so what's <laughs> tell? Do you want to tell the audience what what's, what's your nickname for me? Pretty Penny. Pretty Penny. <laughs> because one time we were talking about binoculars or something, we were yeah. making a joke. Yeah. And um, you're saying, yeah, call, call me a pretty penny too, <laughs> instead of cost me a pretty, pretty penny. penny. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll call you a pretty, pretty penny. penny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you bet on peppermint flirt. Mm-hmm. How much did you bet on Peppermint Flirt? Just my regular five dollars? Five each horse, so fifteen. Really? Yeah. Damn girl, that was a sign right there. You should have fucking bet big on I that know. one. So uh, how how much did you win though? Um, I think like like sixty bucks or something. Okay. So yeah, I won some money back. Mm-hmm. And then Everyone got really fucking excited because I was so excited about this. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody was betting with me. Mm-hmm. And like Jay, who's like an analyst, he's trying to be a broker. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he actually like hugged me after like the horse won. Mm-hmm. He hugged me from behind and was like, I love you. <laughs> 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 and Danny was going to bet on the horse and then he didn't. And he's like, fuck. Uh, I bet you, I, I, I would imagine that dude Danny would have bet it big. Like, if he did, he, he would have, like, thrown some serious cash at that. He threw some serious cash on the wrong horse on that oh, one, actually. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And um, I think Pete lost a lot of money that when we went, too. Mm. Um, do you do you have an idea of how much some of the some of your coworkers had won? I think. Or if you can share it, I mean, I don't. One of them won, like, a few hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I don't really know, because... Um, Usually we're all in like a group outside. Mm-hmm. This time, like some of them were like hanging around the bar area inside. Yeah. So it was kind of like split. Oh, okay. Which, there were so many more of us this year mm-hmm. that we kind of had to kind of like not all sit at the tables. Oh, okay, okay. We could fit, but I yeah. mean, like, yeah, pandemic and six feet apart and everything like Plus that. Plus, it's right? like, you don't want to be in a big group like that all day. Oh, yeah. yeah you want to be, you. like, in twos or threes inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me tell you about this race really quick. Okay. This one particular race. Okay. So I bet on mm-hmm. Peppermint Flirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peppermint Flirt. Okay. That name is so ridiculous. I saw the horse on the screen before mm-hmm. they were racing. This fucking horse was dancing. 
Oh, really? It was dancing, and I was like, it's flirting. Like, <laughs> no fucking way, right? Uh, and I have, like, a lot of energy. Like, I feel so good about this horse, right? Uh, so, you know, they come out of the gate. Uh, it ends up in the fucking back. Oh, shit. It was an eighth place for... Uh, I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, Are you kidding me? Like, it's going to be that bad? Mm-hmm. And then it started kind of creeping up a little bit, mm-hmm. and it ended up in like fifth, but mm-hmm. it was still kind of looked like it was struggling. Yeah. But then they kind of got around to like, they only had like half the track left to go. Not like around the banker, I think is the term, right? Mm-hmm. The correct term. And it started picking up speed. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And it got into like fourth place, uh-huh. and then it got into third place. Uh, then it got to a point where, like, I lost it for a minute. Okay. And then I saw it, and it was nose and nose. Oh, shit. And I thought it was going to get second place. And just before it crossed the line, it was just barely ahead of the other horse, and it came in first. Yeah. It was such a good fucking race. Do you know what was, do you know what was the odds against that horse? No. I don't uh, remember. I know it was, like like an underdog but still kind of like oh, a favorite oh you would have got some serious cash if you bet it mm-hmm. big fuck yeah I would have okay alright 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 all right. <laughs> um you told me about a couple that you saw you want to talk about that or? oh yeah okay so only me and Hunter saw them because everyone else was too busy talking you're, you're the other co-worker okay mm-hmm. um there was like a Yakuza guy there okay so <laughs> Okay, so what, that's here. You keep saying Yakuza guy, okay? And we we just talked about a movie that featured the yeah, yeah the Yakuza. Mm-hmm. What makes you think this was a Yakuza guy? He looked like Yakuza from like the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> like he wore a pinstriped suit, mm-hmm. but the legs were not tailored; they were straight and wide. Uh-huh. And he had a long ponytail, and it was kind of ratty looking, and he had really thin hair. Ah, okay. And he had a tattoo on his neck. And and he was, like, with some chick that was, like, she had bottle blonde hair. Mm-hmm. You could see her roots were showing real bad. She had, like, a short, tight pink dress on. Like, uh-huh. she looked like a prostitute. So, okay, so this this dude who you saw was a Yakuza. He, he, did he look Asian? He was Asian, yeah. Oh, he was Asian. He was Asian. Okay, and was the woman that he was with Asian, or was that, a like, a white woman? I, I didn't see her face. Okay. So you think like he he might have been some type of like, no, okay. You I'm assuming you don't mean really 1800s. You mean like, like or like early 1900s. Okay, yeah, like the gangster era, like the yeah. Scarface, Bugsy Malone kind mm-hmm. of thing. Okay, yeah, because I'm looking at Pinstripe, I'm like, that's not 1800 material. But <laughs> I could just say, I could just yeah, say, yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, so he's, you said he had like this ponytail with mm-hmm. a tattoo, like a, like a. Uh, like, I didn't see the tattoo. Only uh, Hunter was like, "Oh, he has a tattoo on his neck and everything." So it was like one tattoo, or like was it like stream of tattoos that might be like that kind of like? I don't know. Okay, he didn't explain it to me. Okay, and then the the woman pink dress, super tight. Mm-hmm. I th- did you say that? I like, can see her bra, like because mm-hmm. like the dress was so revealing, like it just didn't fit. What type of dress? What, or like into a material? I feel like I, for some reason I'm thinking it's like leather or something. No, like it was like a you know like the stretchy like like a dress material like uh-huh. stretchy. Oh okay okay. It looks stretchy. Um. So was he walking around? <laughs> this is me stereotyping, and I apologize. Was he walking around with a knife, ready to cut his pinky off? Because 
Why? Because he dishonored himself? (laughs) Usually someone else is cutting off your pinky. No, you do it yourself. You cut off the pinky yourself. Oh, okay. I mean, from what I've seen from movies, I mean, fuck me if if I'm correct or wrong. Geriatric cinematic. Tom Tykewer's run, 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 <laughs> run, Lola, run. Money? Hilf mir, Lola. Du weißt nicht, was ich machen soll. Was ist passiert? Wie viel hast du? Eine Tasche meine ich. 100,000. Was? Die Tasche. This film came out in and the synopsis is after a botched money delivery, Lola has 20 minutes to come up with 10,000 Deutsche Marks. It's directed by Tom Tykwer. I don't know how to say his name. Mm-hmm. Stars Franca Potente, Moritz Bleibtreu, um, Herbert Knopp, Nina Petri, and Armin Road. Armin Road. There's an arm in the road. Oh my God! Coming Somebody lost the road. arm. Why you lose your arm down the road? Did it? Did it? Did it? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, 1998, um, Ron Lola Run. Ron Lola. <laughs> you did the same thing. <laughs> I know. Run, 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 run. run Lola Run, <laughs> which I have read that a lot of people outside the country thinks that thinks that is the worst American translation for the movie. There are not an, as many words mm-hmm. in whatever language that is. Mm-hmm. Like when the title card came across and mm. it translated it to Run Lola Run. Yeah. Like we have three words in Run Lola Run, but there were only two on the screen. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so yeah, Run Lola Run. Um, I remember I remember growing up and really kind of seeing this movie like kind of popping up like independent theaters or like um, festival circuits and stuff like that. I didn't watch the movie until I think maybe I was probably like a year out of high school or something like that i checked it out and um the only thing i really remembered about the movie was that you know it's it's like three like three different timelines that happens and stuff like that and then like what the what's the actress name maritz oh no no uh lola uh franca potina potente potente uh her like (laughs) screaming like that loud ass scream that happens it's like a movie. shriek yeah it's just like fuck blow up my fucking eardrums while you're at it mm. um but that doesn't take it uh, that doesn't take away from the movie um <laughs> it made me laugh <laughs> um I, I i remember enjoying the movie back then for some reason like i said i don't know why i couldn't really remember much of it and i did enjoy the movie now but the more important question is kelsey what did you think about it I didn't really like it that much. <laughs> okay. Why? Why did you not like it? Like, 
when I was watching it with you, was this one of those times where you couldn't read me? No. You kind of could. I just didn't bother reading you. Okay. Because when I was watching it, I, I almost felt like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of watching it for the first time because it's been a, a while since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. So, and a part of my brain is just like, wow, this movie is so fucking dated. Like, it's bad. Like, well, I don't say like data isn't bad. Just like, wow, this is like a product of like the fucking telling of the goddamn 90s and shit like that. Like the type of music that plays out, like the techno music that plays out. Well, even the um, the little animated bits mm-hmm. make me think of um, what's that show that it was with the girl and shows had like the animated version of herself. Oh, uh, uh. Uh, I know what you're talking about. It's not. It's like it's like right on the tip of my tongue. I know. As the Hillary. Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff carried home. What's, yeah. Um, <laughs> let me look at it. <laughs> no, I you're just saying. Yeah, it does have that kind of that. That animation. That kind of animation. Yeah. Um, Hillary Duff, the sh- what the fuck is this show? <laughs> Liz Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Lizzie McGuire. Mm-hmm. There you go. Lizzie McGuire. Um, um, I also got tired of hearing the mother ask her to get shampoo. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how you know you're in the time loop. Because of the shampoo. Um, well, speaking about the animation. So that was actually on purpose. Um, that they made it look like Lizzie McGuire? Well, like, the, <laughs> the use of the animation is supposed to give, like, a video game feel to it. Uh, I mean, it, it also reminded me of Dexter's Lab. In a way. Yeah, I can see that. Because it's the, the vibrant colors within the animation. I can mm-hmm. totally see that. Uh, yeah, so it's supposed to it's supposed to have, like, a type of... Uh, why didn't they just call it that? Okay, so the American translation... Okay, so the American title is Run, Lola, Run. Mm-hmm. The movie's called Lola, Renette, which translates Lola Runs. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they just call it that? I think they probably... Because th- Lola Runs sounds like... A child in kindergarten. Uh-huh. Lola runs. Lola catches. <laughs> Lola sits. Well, <laughs> thank you for. Are we about to give another example? <laughs> you raise you raise your hand in two ways. Either one, I'm gonna give you another example, or two, I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> no, I was gonna keep going. <laughs> I, don't know. I got stuck. Oh my god. <laughs> So yeah, even like even though like the title is simple, the the idea of the movie is actually pretty simple. Like the director, he said that um, the idea for the movie came to him when he like he saw an image of a woman running with red hair like down the street. Um, it was me. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he just was like, he just was just like, I'll make a movie about that. Like, what what is she running to? What's what's why? You mm-hmm. know that kind of stuff. So she, so he went off of that. Uh-huh. Um, so it makes sense why this movie is kind of all over the place. Yeah, like... Because it didn't really have a very strong basis. Yeah, the base was just pretty much a like... A woman running. A woman running to get to her boyfriend uh, who needs like 100 marks in like 20 minutes. 100,000 marks. Yeah, 100,000 marks in like 20 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like... Um, I read somewhere that like in a, uh, in today's uh, dollar, that's like $57,000. Uh-huh. Like fifty seven thousand, like some chains or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so tell me, tell me why you didn't like it. Um, I didn't like it because it was dated. Mm-hmm. I didn't like how. I didn't like the story. 
Okay. Um, some, like, I didn't, you know, there was something I really did enjoy about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably something you probably would like to. Okay. I know that you have, like, an affinity for, like, putting a red filter on pictures. Mm-hmm. I really like how she looked, especially mm-hmm. um, in the scenes where she's talking to uh, Money. Mm-hmm. Like, when it's all red. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, that's the only time I thought she was pretty. Every time else, I thought she looked like, I told you, she looked like she was, like, the daughter from the Croods. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, so, like, the thing, with the, the thing with the color red, uh, so, like, the color red and yellow are, like, really prevalent, like, in this movie. Um, it's supposed to just signify, like, anger and then, like, frustration and then, like, urgency. Mm-hmm. Because the movie is, like, go 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 you know stuff like that mm-hmm. like the first i don't know what like first 15 20 minutes it's like boom 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 and some of the like the directing can come off uh very uh disorienting mm-hmm. uh because it's like swipe swipe like edit change cut you know this way this way this way angle angle music music and you know, stuff like that yeah which it almost seems like the director was like let me just do a, a fat line of meth and just fucking edit the shit out of this movie <laughs> um so, you know, like you said, you like you didn't like it. I I did like it. The 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 datedness didn't really like take me too far out of it. I was like, oh yeah, it's just of that thing. But I, I think I think the reason why I like it is because I like how it does this like multiple timeline things and like these different scenarios mm-hmm. and how like a difference, a small minor difference, can like really change a person's life. Um, like the part where she like. Like kind of like jukes away from like the lady who's pushing like the basket, the the uh, the carriage, the carriage with the kid and everything, mm-hmm. and we do like a quick like, oh, this is what happens to her mm-hmm. in the future. But then like she like crashes into her, and then we see like a different scenario and a different scenario and stuff like that. Like that kind of stuff, I enjoy. I kind of like multiple. I scenarios. do like those cutaway things where mm-hmm. she was. You know, she would see the guy on the bike, and he'd say, "Hey, do you want to buy this bike for me?" Yeah. And, like I liked seeing all those different cutaways Mm -hmm. but i really didn't really care what happened to her for the most part Mm -hmm. um and i thought her boyfriend was annoying that dude manny is a prick and a baby yeah like that part where she's like when she's on the phone with him and he's like blaming her like the reason why i lost money you know even though i fucking it left my mind for a few seconds is because you didn't pick me up which Mm -hmm. is like Dude, you're a fucking dick, man. That's your fucking fault. Yeah. Um, there is one thing I, I really dug, and it, it and it's totally like, it's totally like, it, I think it kind of like, it lends into the idea of a video game, is when she's like standing there and she's trying to think like who I can get this money from, and she's going through all these people, but they're like in fast successions. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this character, this character, this person, this person, and then it like slows down, mm-hmm. like almost like a like a dialer or something like that, like a Price is Right, like that kind of thing, which I I, I like that because how um, it goes and goes and goes and then it's like mother, mom, mother, mom. Oh, not mother, mom. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Father, mother, father, mother, and then father, father. Oh, father. Like that. And like that I dug. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know? I really didn't. You know what? I liked how she ran. She had great form (laughs) and she didn't sweat at all. Or yeah, turn red. Yeah, she only sweated when she stopped. <laughs> <laughs> um, I 
don't know. I just kind of didn't like the movie. So like not, not, not even like the performance, not even like the performance from from anybody, even like the the Lola character. No, she had her moments mm-hmm. where I thought she was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just didn't like the movie. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. What? What? Okay. So what else? also what, like, else even like it. I thought the writing was kind of weird. Like. Mm-hmm. The first scenario, she sees her dad, and he straight up just tells her, like, I would never father a weirdo like you. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. There wasn't much of a difference in the amount of time it took her to get to his office mm-hmm. the second time around. Mm-hmm. And you know, she had a different result when she went in there, where he was, like, kind of worried about her. Yeah. And I'm like, No. Yeah, I because I be, things wouldn't change that much. That's the thing. I would be curious of like what changed in that scenario because we see we see like the like there's certain like the certain changes that start with a Lola character like from the jump is like when she like runs down the stairs. At one mm-hmm. point, she like runs down the stairs and it just, was the second time she trips over the dog. No, no, the the guy sticks oh, his the, leg yeah. out. Like that's the difference in everything, right? And I figure, and I honestly figure that's like maybe that's like the worst case scenario mm-hmm. where that one happens. Well, I would say worst case scenario because because the first one the first scenario is like she gets shot, mm-hmm. um, but that's it seems like that's a scenario where like it just constantly just get bad mm-hmm. like over like nothing's getting any better in any way whatsoever, mm-hmm. um, and yeah so like I like I would be curious to see like what changed and like these certain people's like like the fa- the father thing like when we first see the father he's like the woman it, that his. Uh, like secretary or something they, we don't really know what she is exactly to him as an employee mm-hmm. all we know is that like that's his mistress yeah and that she's like pregnant mm-hmm. okay so the first time it's like he's like happy about it all right i'm gonna leave my family for you and shit like that right mm-hmm. and the second time he's more like what the fuck like freaking out right like mm-hmm. so like, i would be curious to see like well, what changed there yeah to get to that point mm-hmm. which like we didn't get unfortunately I'm not curious to see because it's like that would be a totally different story because mm. obviously whatever was going on with Alola didn't affect that. Well, yeah, but so I felt like that was just bad writing. Well, that's the, I'm not saying like we need like a whole scene. Just like what difference, what what small difference before he gets the news that like changed it? Because like if you think about it, like when we first see them, like we we get the conversation and she's like, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right, and then the next time we just got the "I'm pregnant" part, you know, like yeah. what happened, like what happened two sentences prior that kind of made him like twitch and be more pissed off about it. Gotcha. Um. So another thing that I, because like if you watch, it, I, I, because like I said, I feel like if you watch it multiple times, you can actually kind of see like the little things that are different, like the little. Like there, there are things that are like blatantly obvious that are different. Like she trips, uh, she jumps uh, over the dog. She jumps over the dog, or like she like jumps over the car or something like that. Hit the mic again. <laughs> um, but there's like there's like this supernatural element to it that mm-hmm. I've been I've when I was doing my research on this movie with the screaming, right? No, 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 not even that, not even that. Because like in the first scenario, uh, when Manny is is robbing the convenience store or the the supermarket mm-hmm. and he like kicks the gun to her and she like grabs it and she's like how do i use it and he's like oh like turn off the safety is right there when we see her again with a gun she like knows how to use the gun this time 
Uh-huh. Like she makes like this kind of like, oh yeah, I have to turn off the tape. Like she almost like remembers it. Yeah. So it gets like this whole kind of weird supernatural so, yeah, thing. So it's not like what would happen if it's definitely like it's a whole nother scenario and something's different and she can retain some of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I think I think that would actually been cool. I mean, I I don't know. I feel like I think that would have been a possibility of like, oh, let's like really explore some kind of like kooky nature of this kind of movie. Yeah. Because it's like the scenarios that change, there's like almost no acknowledgement of like, oh, what the fuck? I'm awake. I'm doing this now, you know? Yeah. Like, I think the most notable part for me was when the first time she is upset and crying because her father said, I'm not your father. Yeah. And the second time she almost kind of like remembers that. Yeah. And was like, no, I'm just gonna fucking rob you. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't care about you now. Yeah, exactly. There's even like a there's even like a part um, where the and they, they kind of allude to this at the beginning where like they're forming like the Run Lola Run uh, title, where uh, the security guard at the beginning kind of like kicks a soccer ball and he's like, okay, now like this is the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And when we see the security guard like in these different scenarios, at one point he says like. You finally came. Mm-hmm. Like he's expecting. Like it's like said. It, like he's a witch or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like he's the one fully aware of what's going on. And it's so fucking weird how like they kind of like touch on that, but like they he's don't a explore. Trickster, like Loki or something. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, or there's a one of my favorite characters. It's supernatural. I think is Gabriel. I think his name is Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And he's always fucking around. Like, he'll show up, and he's, like, Q, but for Supernatural. Isn't it, like, isn't it, like, with Supernatural, like, they die, like, twice a season or some shit like that, and, like, they come somehow come back? I don't like, know. Like, I always that as a joke with with that show. I know one of them's always dying, but it's not, like, twice a season, I don't think. Oh, okay. I know, like, one of the major ones was, like, Dean ended up in hell. Mm-hmm. He was only gone for, like, four months, mm-hmm. but in his mind, it was, like, 40 years. Oh, so wow. he came back super fucking hateful, like oh wow, like jaded and shit. Mm-hmm. Well, he was in hell. It wasn't exactly a vacation. <laughs> um, For some people, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are they called? Sadists? Sadists, right? They're mm-hmm. sadists. Sadists, fuckers. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so would you would you be okay? You like you don't like this movie? No, nope. you're not a fan of it, right? Nope. I honestly would be curious if the director did a sequel to this movie. Mm -hmm. I don't like what he said that how he would do it. He said if he did a sequel, it would actually be on the homeless man that Manny gave the gun to. Mm. You don't like that? I think that's kind of boring. Like, well, I, I mean, he was wandering a lot. I don't think he ever had any sense of urgency like she did. I know. That's the thing. I think that would kind of take away from, like, what Lola, what Run Lola Run is about, which is about urgency. About, like, get, well, not not necessarily, like, on surface level. It's about, like, getting there. Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff. Um, this movie has been interpreted to be as a movie about, like, cause and effect. About every, single, like, every little thing you do, like a butterfly effect, it causes, like, a tidal wave. Um, which... Like I said, like this movie, I feel like this movie has like a lot of philosophical like themes to it, mm-hmm. but doesn't really like fully explores like the philosophical themes that it's like presenting itself. Well, no, because it seems like one of the phys- philosophical themes is gamble very hard and you'll get a lot of money. Yeah, well, she's listening. She's listening to the universe. It's telling her to scream really loud. <laughs> that okay? 
That's like the said, part I cracked up at. Like I, like I said, I, I still do like this movie not as much as I thought I would. That's, that part at the end kind of like... I, that, that part of the end really annoys the fuck out of me. Like, she gambles, which is like... I, there, there are clever ways to make like that, to make that in, that tension. Like, <gasps> is she gonna win? Is she not gonna win? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But instead, the director is like, "Oh no, she's gonna do like a sonic boom out of her fucking voice." Mm-hmm. And that's like, I have a thing about sound, especially people making really loud noises without like with no cause. It kind of makes me feel uncomfortable and it makes me angry mm-hmm. to the points where I'm like, I almost want to shout at that person, like, "Why are you shouting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you're making me shout." Yeah. Um. So, neither to say I would punch her in the face. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, one of my biggest gripes with that movie is, like, her making that screaming noise. And, like, they just, I and it's weird because they almost made it seem like her screaming like that helped her odds. Like, it helped her win. Yeah. Like, the sound of her voice kind of, like, pushed the ball just a little bit more or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah. So, that's the day of the month I was born, so I was happy. 20? Mm-hmm. I'm not happy about that. Yeah, I know. At all. You're not happy about anything. Yeah, at all. Ever. Uh, okay. That was my wrist. Did you yeah, hear it? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Okay, so this is this is what I wanted to get at because we were kind of talk, we were kind of touched upon the, like the transitions. So apparently, like the film contains about 1,581 transitions. That means edit, dissolve, fades, wipes, etc., like all that. In the 70, because this movie is about an hour and 20 minutes. In the 71 uh, minute of action. Okay, so that means an average shot length is 2.7 seconds. Wow. So this movie is just like, fucking just go. Like Like a ping pong ball. Yeah, like frantic as shit. And I feel like this movie would like give uh, an Edgar Wright film, like a run for its money. Hmm. Just like so much like, like all that shit's going. So I read and found out that this movie influenced uh, game designer uh, Yoshikiya Kozuzumi. Uh, he they they looked at Roll Little Run as their inspiration. That's Yoshiaki. Yoshiaki, thank you. Koizumi. thank you. Uh, as their inspiration for Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask, which it had like the I, I that's for like the Nintendo sixty four uh, game that came out in two thousand. Because I remember in that game, I never played Majora's Mask. I played uh, Ocarina of Time. But in in Majora's Mask, you wear, like, this mask, and you have to, like, stop this, like, moon from crashing Mm -hmm. into, like, Hyrule. And if it does, you, like, start over again. Mm. And you have to, like, kind of just keep doing that. It It has a lot to do with, like, time and stuff like that and repeating itself and, like, changing things up so that you can stop this, like, asteroid moon, whatever thing is, from, like, crashing into the planet. Um. So that I was like, oh, okay, I can totally see that. Supposedly, this movie actually gave uh, uh, Nibble Dean and Taylor uh, the inspira- the the guys who created Crank. This inspired them as well, because it's like do 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 like get going. And I shit. can see that. Yeah, I can totally see that. However, that movie is less artsy. It's more just like I I literally just smoked speed. Yeah, it's <laughs> to all make this movie. grit and fucking mm-hmm. fast. Um. Do you want to say anything else that you don't like about this movie? <laughs> is it okay? Do you think there's like any saving grace in this film? Like, do you think, can you think of any way that you would try to save that could save this movie? Nothing can save it from being bad, but that mm. did have a couple of things I liked about it. Like I said mm. about the red, the scenes where they're red. 
Oh, when they're laying with in the bed? With the red filter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Those scenes I liked. Mm-hmm. Though there's, some of their conversations were a little weird. Yeah. Um, it's it's a very, like... I think the, I think those scenes are great transitions and allows, like... to uh, Allows us to really actually understand these characters. Like, mm-hmm. and their relationship. Yeah. Which is... They didn't really have a very substantive, substantive relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was... Yeah. No, it was weird. Yeah, it's definitely not going to last. No. Mm. Um, what else did I like? I actually liked when she um, got upset at her father in the first scenario. Mm-hmm. She was acting really well in that one. She was crying. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. That's it? <laughs> I think so. You don't think, like... I, like I like I, I'm not gonna say this movie was like ahead of its time because there's another movie that kind of does the same thing back like in the '80s, um, but I felt like this movie kind of like I don't know I, I think it felt like it was it was like another it was like another kind of like weird alternate timeline multiple scenario movie that was like best for like that generation and it kind of like. I think I'm gonna use this word incorrectly or I'm gonna say it improperly. In incomes, I think the word is. It like it gathers like that type of like style and like techno like the soundtrack to me the soundtrack is like banging. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was made by the director as well. Are you talking about evokes? Evokes, thank you. That's the word. Evokes. God, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it kinda evokes kinda like Maybe because, I don't know, like the music and the the energy of it is like really heart like heart pumping, like really mm-hmm. good. I think that's why like back then I I did enjoy it because I was young. I was like fucking eighteen years old. And I think that's why I don't like it. And I think nostalgia is what's mm-hmm. saving it for you. I think you mm-hmm. like how it made you feel when you first watched it mm-hmm. and you still like the ideas. Which well, I still do like the ideas, yeah. but that doesn't make the movie good. Well that's the thing, like I think yeah, like it's 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 like I said, it's a movie that doesn't really hold up over time. But I I guess because I'm always putting myself in the mindset of like, oh, I can I can remember that era and like how film was in mm-hmm. that era. How so like, you have like the nostalgia lens. Yeah, the nostalgia lens, but not like a fondness of it. Of like I can appreciate of what it was trying to do back then. It was mm-hmm. trying to be different. It was trying to be something straight up from different like the norms where it, where we got into like the early thoughts where it was just like Ugh, everything was just kind of like what the fuck is any of this shit you know <laughs> like it almost it almost kind of like and I, I could be wrong on this it almost feels like this is like the tail end of like the end of the independent movement that started mm-hmm. in the 90s mm-hmm. and it was just like all right now we got like these fucking like Teenage angst movies like not another, not another teen movie or not another teen movie. Uh, Can't hardly wait. She's all that, like all that type of shit in the early aughts. It's just like, all right, we're kind of like this is the life we got now. Yeah. So say bye bye to like, say bye bye to like, interesting like challenging like filming or anything like that. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I have to like check the list of like what came out. Oh no, take that back. Fucking take that back. No, okay, no, I hold on to it because the independent because I remember nineteen ninety eight and I think like ninety nine. Matrix came out, Fight Club came out. Yeah. But see, those are more mainstream stuff. This is like foreign, independent, like, whoa, this is crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I can picture like a film, like, I can picture like a film snob, like sitting there, someone's talking about Fight Club, like, mm, Fight Club, you should watch Run Little Run. That's so much better. 
<sighs> anyway. You want to you wanna add any more hate on top of your hate sandwich? No. No? I have enough hate. Okay. So I, I, would, I would guess that that it doesn't hold up, correct? I can use it to hold the door open <laughs> if I had the movie. Good thing physical media is it's running. It's running low. It's just about as useful as a film as a hard <laughs> copy of it would be. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I smiled real big. Hey, you hey, you know what? This is why we do the show. You look at it, you're like, I'm t- I'm not looking at this nostalgia shit. This is bullshit. That's how you're looking at it. I could see your point. I yeah. just didn't think that it gave it merit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I get you. Like like you could have a really great writing idea and mm. I could think that you could make something of it. Mm. And then if you don't, mm. well, you just had a great idea. Mm. And you still produce shit. You know what I mean? Like I do. On the toilet. <laughs> no, I get you saying. I totally get what you're saying. Um, I don't think it holds up because of how dated it is. Like the, the style and the music and stuff like that. But I think it is something that does lend the idea of like deeper conversations about like free will, determinism and stuff like that. And then like... Um, different futures and like encounters changing our lives and stuff like that i think it is interesting but there are a ton of movies that do, that still do that as well and that do that and do it better they, yeah they probably like do it better so it's not too bad gotcha um i'm trying to you're trying to pull the the show out of the hate no no girl you hate all you want <laughs> that's fine as long as your hate is valid cool not, not, you not. seem a little frustrated that nope. I'm like, nope, no, I don't no, like this movie. no, not, no, not frustrated. Like, oh, she just hates it. No, I'm just like, no, just like, give me details of why you hate it so we can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's well, I did. That, I gave you lots of details. Yeah, but they all suck. So, no, <laughs> joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I did because I just remembered something that my my logic teacher had brought up uh, today in class, and he was saying like, he said like the because argument and how it's pointless the because argument is like i don't like that why not well because like you have a visceral hatred for something but you can't quantify it Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying you have that it just kind of like that pops in my head like the because i I, usually can tell you why i don't like something yeah yeah, i think i did have a conversation recently with probably you where i was like i don't just don't like it Mm -hmm. see now that's that's a poo-poo argument but it's very very rare when i have that yeah you know, it doesn't mean you're right. I'm always right. Psh, look, look, I'm the film snob. I'm the film snob here. I got a film degree. Okay. <laughs> I don't, but somebody we know would pull that bullshit out. You want me to leave this show. No, I want you to. Sp- you should do it with the person that thinks they're the film snob. Oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> he would just say one word and I would punch him in his mouth. Like, that'd be it. He'd be like, hey. Yeah, it'd be like. So we're on the Real Appeal podcast. We have this guest. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Like that. <laughs> that's me knocking him out. Um, all right. Is there anything else? No. All right. So that's going to be it for our show for this week. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, everybody for joining us. We would especially like to thank um, the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. Um, the lovely Kelsey Loisel uh, writes for them as well. Um for all your film, TV news, and reviews, you know, go to yourentertainmentcorner.com. Uh, you can find this podcast on all podcast catchers. You know, that's what you're listening on now. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to say the list, but 
if you're listening to it, you're good. You know what to use. You're not a machine. Or are you? Dun, dun, that dun, is the question. I know, right? <laughs> um, so next week is uh, it's going to be an interesting show. Uh, we are going to review the latest Nicholas Cage film, which is called Prisoner of Ghostland. Uh, that will be available in limited release or on VOD uh, September 17th, which is this coming Friday. Um, with that, we're going to do our geriatric cinematic, which is 1969's Sabata. Uh, like a spaghetti western film. I have actually have never seen it. I've heard about it. <laughs> I, I have to share the, the way we went about to like <laughs> pick this movie. We were going back and forth between this or uh, mal- mal- Malignant. We're um, Prisoner of Ghostland or Malignant. Yeah, or that. Um, and I was like, all right, well, if we're going to do Prisoner of Ghostland, we're going to maybe do like a Western or some type of spaghetti Western, genre match, maybe something like that. And I sent Kelsey like a number of like trailers, like here's this option, here's this option, here's this option. She goes to Sabata. She's like, I don't even see the other ones. We're doing this. <laughs> I'm like, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, I feel like I'm saying the title wrong or I'm forgetting something. Sabata? No, not Sabata. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, Prisoners of the Ghost Line. That's what it is. Prisoners of the Ghost Line. Um, so, yeah, Sabata, uh, the 1969 film, is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. It's on YouTube uh, with the ads. And it's on other VOD services as well. If you still feel inclined to pay for it, if not, like I say, if you got Prime, you can watch for free. YouTube, if anybody has YouTube, you can watch it for free with with the ads. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if the ad system's like Peacock's ad system. <laughs> I know you're like, maybe we should try it. <laughs> Peacock ads are the fucking best. Gotta share a story with that too. There have been a few times Kelsey and I have watched uh, a geriatric cinematic on Peacock, and there. The way how they do the the, the the ads, it's like in the most inappropriate, horrible timing. <laughs> it just be like, oh my God, we found the body and they're headless. Hey, Dad, <laughs> do you want to throw a ball with me right now? You know, you want to protect your children with life insurance. <laughs> Here's a commercial for Cialis. Some shit like that. Look out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, uh, good times. <laughs> I guess if we want to make any recommendations, uh-huh. watch whatever you can on <laughs> Peacock with the ads. With the ads, yeah. <laughs> uh, make it a drinking game. Why not? Fuck it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to bid you guys adieu. We hope everybody's being safe out there. Um, before we leave, I'm going to leave you guys. I'm going to tell you guys a nice little story. Uh, during my youth, you know, I hung out with certain people and did certain things, drugs and stuff like that. And there was one session. My friends and I were hanging out. We just took a, we all took like a, like a tab of acid. We were just tripping out. And I remember that I'm like sitting there, and I, I'm noticing my friend. And he's like staring like at this ball, like just fucking staring at it, right? And I'm just like, what the fuck is he? What is he doing? You know? And I, I so I, I like. I try to get his attention. I'm calling his name. I'm like snap my fingers, and he's just like staring at his ball, staring at his ball. And then like I guess I like I clap right in front of him. And he like he stops. He like looks at me, and he gives me like this stare, like he's staring into my fucking soul. And he must have just watched Run, Lola, Run, 
because he looked at me and he said, the ball's round. It came last 90 minutes. Everything else is pure theory. Off we go. 